Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, May 13th. Former Vice President Mike Pence makes his biggest political break yet from his former boss, Donald Trump. Early Friday morning, the Kemp campaign in Georgia sends out a press release announcing that former Vice President Mike Pence is coming to Georgia to rally on behalf of and with the incumbent governor, Brian Kemp, in his Republican primary battle against former Senator David Perdue, and that that rally will take place on the eve of the primary, Monday, May 23rd. The primary itself is on Tuesday, May 24th. You might usually just be like, oh, okay, there's a former Republican vice president helping out a Republican incumbent governor, except that that puts Mike Pence on the complete other side of this contest from Donald Trump, his former boss. And if you followed the Trump-Pence administration, what you saw was a vice president who was unfailingly loyal to Donald Trump. No matter what the controversial tweet of the day was, Mike Pence made sure to stay in lockstep with Donald Trump. Now, we all know what happened to that relationship in the closing days of the Trump-Pence administration, and that is Donald Trump supporters were overheard chanting, hang Mike Pence outside the Capitol during the January 6th insurrection while the vice president was inside the Capitol presiding over the certification of the 2020 election. So this is a fascinating development to see Pence just go in, get on the other side of this Republican primary from Donald Trump in a really high profile fashion, because there's probably not a single candidate running this year that Donald Trump is more desirous of defeating than Brian Kemp, because he thinks Brian Kemp basically owes winning the governorship back in 2018 to Donald Trump. And he thinks Brian Kemp should never have certified the legitimate election results. This is just the latest development in this story of Trump and Pence in the last year. We've been tracking this for months now as the relationship appears all but totally disintegrated, but has now been breaking out into public view. Here was Donald Trump at a speaking event he did with Bill O'Reilly last December. One of the attendees caught it on social media and posted it. I think Mike has been very badly hurt by what took place with respect to January 6th. I think he's been I think he's been mortally wounded, frankly, because I see the reaction he's getting from people. They say, why didn't he just hand it back to the legislatures? A couple months later, in February, Trump had falsely declared yet again that Pence, quote, could have overturned the election. Pence could not have overturned the election because the election was legitimately certified across the states in the Electoral College and Congress did its ceremonial role of doing the formal tally and acceptance of the Electoral College results. Pence went to sort of the heart of the conservative movement, the Federalist Society, in February to take issue with Donald Trump's accusation that he somehow could have overturned the election. President Trump is wrong. I had no right to overturn the election. The presidency belongs to the American people and the American people alone. And frankly, there is no idea more un-American than the notion that any one person could choose the American president. Mike Pence clearly sees some political advantage and opportunity in carving out a different path inside the Republican Party than the one Donald Trump pursues. We all know Mike Pence very much would like to run for president in 2024. That's very much a possibility. 
But this issue of the 2020 election continues to be a dominant part of the intra-party Republican conversation because Donald Trump wants it to be. So in Georgia, Donald Trump goes out, gets the former Senator David Perdue into the race, promises his backing. Trump indeed does endorse Perdue. Perdue features Trump in many of his campaign ads. And listen to what Purdue's calling card is in this gubernatorial primary. This was a debate on WTOC in Savannah last month. Folks, the election in 2020 was rigged and stolen. The media has told us for a year and a half that nothing happened. This is all a made-up dream, that the, everything had been disproven. Well, that's just not true. And in that same debate, Purdue goes on the attack against Kemp for saying that he didn't do enough to investigate claims of voter fraud in the 2020 election. Here was Kemp's pushback. Well, obviously, Senator Perdue, again, is lying about my record because he doesn't have one of his own to win the next election. But what I did when I was frustrated about the election, I did something about it. Working with the Georgia General Assembly to pass the Elections Integrity Act, strongest in the country. So as we've said, the month of May is setting up a whole series of tests for Donald Trump's power and sway inside the Republican Party. And at the end of the month, May 24th, that is going to be perhaps one of the biggest tests. All the polling to this point suggests Kemp is the frontrunner. So Pence may end up being on the winning side of this, and Trump very well may end up on the losing side of this. One big question that hovers all over these 2022 midterm moves is the 2024 presidential race. Will Donald Trump run again? Will he be able to clear the primary field so that he has just a clear path of his own to getting the nomination again? Or will people like Mike Pence or maybe former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, other conservatives still say, hey, even if Donald Trump is running for re-election, I'm going to run for the Republican Party nomination too. Pence is clearly doing everything to leave that option open for himself. In fact, CNN caught up with Pence in New Hampshire at the end of last year to ask him about 2024. You know, our focus is on 2022. But I can honestly tell you, in 2023, my family and I will do what we've always done. And that is we'll reflect, we'll pray, and we'll determine where we might best serve, and we'll go where we're called. That was a classic answer to that question when a politician doesn't yet want to reveal their intentions, but wants to leave every option on the table. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Mohammed Darwish is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Anna Sterla. We'll be back Monday.